everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are Finding Success. We're here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. And we're back. And I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, guys. I hope you're doing well. Uh, day of recording is a Saturday today. So we're a bit early. We're pre-recording this one, but we're all hope you're having a good time uh, and a good weekend so far with your family and loved ones. Uh, this episode is going to be by me, Adam. And me, Alex. It's half asleep there, guys. Sorry. Uh, Alex, how was your week? How's your week been? Uh, not been too bad. Um, busy. Yeah. But not as productive as it could have been. What have you been up to? Probably. I don't want to know. I don't want to know your nine to five. I want to know what you've been doing behind the scenes. Oh, mate. One of the great stuff. Uh, trying to reorganize myself. Yeah. Trying to get back on top. So I, I've been traveling quite a lot recently. Come back and sort of lost touch with uh, which way I'm driving in a way. So I'm just trying to refocus, plug in the sat nav again, and and get get onto the right route again. What about you? Rewriting, rewriting, rewriting. Um, yeah, it's been a, been okay actually. Uh, I had a few mishaps this week with work, so my actual my, my nine to five messed my study time up. So I had to work um a night shift or a morning shift. So I started at one a.m. Oh. So I finished work at half past five and I started at one. So I finished work Wednesday night. No. 5.30, got home, done my normal routine, and then went to bed at half past nine and got up at one, get to work for half one, to work the day. Really? Got home at half past five, yeah. So that, that messed me up because, see, I'm just so tired. Yeah. So that Thursday night was a write-off for me. Friday wasn't so bad, and today I've been a lot better. But, yeah, that was a proper, a proper struggle for me. That's messed um, up. Really weird, yeah. And I just... You know what it's like when you feel tired. You just can't bring yourself to doing anything. I I couldn't even walk, or be bothered to walk to the car, get to work, or walk the car, or walk the dog, or I couldn't be bothered to do anything. But I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. This week, I think, as you said, is this is a juicy, juicy topic, and uh, it's one that we all have to deal with in life, whether that's at home or at work. This week is leadership. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, as you said, it's, it's everywhere in life because you have leaders like managers, bosses, um, subordinates, like co-workers, people below you. It's, there's hierarchy everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so leadership is everywhere. You cannot escape it. The only way you can escape it is being your own boss. And even then, you've still got boss people around. Like, you have to be the leader. Somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> you are the leader. Um, so I just wanted to go in, this week I wanted to go into like, what makes a good leader, really? Um, and I know people think, there's a, there's a common thread, people think that leaders are born, uh, outright born leaders. And I, completely, I think it's completely different. I want to argue that fact. I think it's, anyone can be a leader. Yeah. You've just got to be willing to learn and, and become that person. You've got to open your mind. Again, it comes back to mindset. You've got to open your mind to be 
able to be a good leader, to learn, to willing to try new things, etc., to be this a good leader. Um, no, no one's made a leader. No, no, no. We're not born to walk. No, we so we, we learn we, to walk. Exactly, exactly. We're not born to be leaders. We just sort of evolved. People evolved to yeah. become leaders. Um, so you, you might have heard when you were younger, oh, this kid's a really good lad. You know, going back to school days, this kid, he's a natural leader. He's, he's fantastic. But at school, all that really means is you're the most dominant, you're the most outspoken, or the most proficient at something. So say you're the, you're the, fo- you're the school football captain. Yeah. All right, that's amazing. He's, he's, he's the one to go to if you need help. It's only because of those reasons he's outspoken, he's an extrovert, etc. That he's, he's there. And the other kids, when you're that age, you don't care. There's no egos involved. There's nothing there to give resistance yeah. against that leader. So, and it's not really leading, is it? It's just I don't BS. Um, but when you become an adult, that's when it changes. That's when you need to learn to become a good leader. If you want to excel at what, in whatever you're doing, if you are a manager or you want to become a manager, this is what you've got to think about. Um, there are people with egos out there that will try and stop you. Yeah. There are people with their own agendas that will try and stop you um, and own opinions as well. You might go down the wrong road occasionally. And if in fact you are going to go down the wrong road occasionally and you've got to be able to deal with that, that onslaught on sector from your subordinates, from the people below you, um, giving you jip for, for going the wrong way. And, but that's, that's real life. Unfortunately, that's what happens in the real world. It's not like school where they're just happy to be there. It's, it's, it's a lot harder. Everyone's there for a reason, aren't they? We're all here to, to do a job or to do a, a specific type of role. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought, going off a side note, uh, cool. this week, um, there's been some animosity in my workplace because of a, a, a person that got promoted um, that people didn't expect him to be promoted by or why and in the position that he's in. For instance, he's been there 10 years less than the guy he's been uh, he's only been to that one workplace he's never been to another place so is there two guys that yeah one guy got it and the other guy was everyone everyone was expecting him to get it exactly okay. so this guy's got like 25 years experience in a role he's worked at the team for 25 years he's done everything and everyone assumed that the next step would be to gain this role because it's just progression um, however someone else got the job that was way out of left field that no one, no one expected to get the role. And the, the guy who expected to get the role was already quite high up in, in the, the workplace. He's, he's got control of people and he's, he's a good leader. He's, he's got experience in the role. He used to do the role. Um, however, it was almost made, the job was created for a person. And ever since then, that's happened. He's started to push back. And it's really weird to see the people that are under his leadership follow him. And it's really weird because people have now worked out that he's, he's a very good leader because he can think if, for instance, if he wants someone to do something, he can tell that person to go and do it and they will do it. Mm. There is no questions asked. If he believes that you're a horrible person, they believe that you're a horrible person. He perceives mm. things very, very well. So he is a very good leader. They trust him. They trust him. They, uh-huh. they believe whatever he does is right. Um, and he is the nicest bloke in the world but because he didn't get the role he is so uptight about it and it's really really strange he's not dealt with it well he's not dealt with it well do you know the reasons why he didn't get it no and I think 
this is uh, it's a, a good little story because it rolls in quite nicely. Um, people above don't like his leadership skills or don't like the way that leadership style. Leadership style. I don't think they like the style that he controls people or um, not manipulates. That's the wrong word, but comes across to people okay. because he's not forceful. In no way, shape, or form is he forceful. They want a forceful. I think so. They want they want a voice. A dominant. They want a, a noise. They want they they want they want noise. They want someone to shout and scream and throw the toys out of pram so that the really the, yeah almost like the person becomes scared. He's like your dad. Like yeah. he'll, he'll do some silly things. Like he'll drop he'll drop a few drop a few cups on the floor and laugh. He'll make you laugh. He'll he'll call you an idiot, but he'll always love you. No matter what right. happens, he'll always love you. The you know, person who didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'll never shout at you. He's like your dad. He, he just wants you to be the best you can be. And he's always there for you. Yeah, so but, surely a good leader. He's an amazing leader. Interesting. It's interesting that they're... So, the people above them don't want someone like that. It's almost like they want him to fail. Yeah. Or want the group to fail in a way. That's quite messed up. But I think this is where it rolls into that that happens in a workplace. Yeah. And I think that is how you deal with it. If you expect to be in a position of leadership and you're turned down because you don't get that lead, that role, you can't be upset about it. You don't have to move on to your next goal. And that's what he's done. And I think that's the wrong way about it. I think now he's, he's sort of taken it on himself that he's really upset and it's not a good place to be and everyone's following him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, collapsing. Exactly. Yeah. And what happens? The foundation falls, i.e. the workers. Well, the whole building drops. The whole building drops. Ah, uh, so it's only going to cause the management trouble in the long term. Yeah. Poor decisions. <clears throat> Interesting. That's quite a cool little tangent. I like that. That's good. Because they don't always make the best decisions. This is them not necessarily making the best decisions from like your point of view. Yeah. Um, whereas they might have a different point of view. They might be needing this person to be hated. To thinking they're gonna, everyone's gonna fall in line all of a sudden, but having the adverse effect is actually just making the team crumble, and you're just gonna have more pain and heartache later on down the road. But as you said, you don't know how it's gonna play out. You just have to wait and see. You have to keep us updated. Yeah, well, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> so, that's inter- so I do believe trust is a huge part of management. Uh, management, yeah, management and leadership. Yeah. Um, and just like that, most new leaders have to sort of take on a team that's already established. So you, you never, it's very rare that a, a new leader appears and then a brand new team comes from underneath. Um, it's, it's always that there's a team there and you, you're moving in as a new leader or manager or some sort of new boss. Um, <clears throat> and I think the first job, personally from my experience, is the first job is just gaining trust with that team. So if you're, we'll put it in a motorsport term, so if you are a new team leader into a team, you got a number of lads underneath you. You need to gain their trust. That's the most important thing. Um, and they say it takes, I think it's 40 hours to go from, um, what is it? It's like, a, not a companion, an, an acquaintance to a friend or to someone you trust, to a, a figure you can respect. Yeah. Uh, that first 40, that's, it's the time it takes. So you can't... Um, you can't just develop over two days of being together. You have to take 40 hours of, of time together to grow this, this bond. Um, so yeah, as I said, first things first is trust and then respect. 
And to build that, you have to sort of grow a connection with the team beneath you. Um, and it's, it takes a long time. It takes like 40 plus hours to get that, that trust to build. Um, and it can't be done as a group. You can't build it in, uh, say you've got the six people below, you can't just build up as a group saying, oh, no. well done, boys. Good WhatsApp. You know, send a WhatsApp chat. Great work. You're doing fantastic. Hope you're having a great weekend. You can't do it. It has to be individual. It has to be on a personal level. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> if it's not personal, they're just they're not going to have any sort of connection with you. It's just evolutionary biology. Like we connect with people better on a personal level. Um, if if I were to care about you, you would start to care about me. Yeah. It's just how humans work. It's how we react. Yeah. Um, and a good example of this is Alex Ferguson, um, Manchester United manager, fantastic manager. He was, I think, he was in charge for about twenty plus years. Um, which is kind of it's unheard of these days. Managers don't last that long these days. Yeah. They last half a season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're lucky at best. Um, so it was unheard of back then. Uh, but he was he was good from the word go. He came in. He took over the team at quite a poor standard, and took them to work, you know, however many Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues they won. Uh, but they were interviewing some of his old players, and now. And nowadays they're all retired and so on and so forth. So they don't, they don't care. They talk about the, history, the past. It's in the past. And some of them were saying, or one of them rather, was saying in an inter- interview, oh, he'd always come up to me at the end of each game and go, I'm the most important person. I'm the most pivotal person on this team. It's sort of revolving around me. And that gave him a sense of, oh, of ownership. So he had to do stuff with like intention. He, he never, say if Alex was in, uh, Mr. Fergie was having a chat in the changing rooms saying, right, we're not quite doing this right, we're not quite doing this right, he would take it upon himself to try and get the others to follow suit and do what he was saying. Um, and eventually it came out that actually he was having these conversations with all 20 players. They are the most important player, they're most vital, da, da, da. the team evolves around, evolves around you. And um, so what that, that created in the, in the changing room is like a group of super workers. They basically... Whenever he was giving out instructions, boys, you need to push defence more. You need to push this more. Um, they all took it upon themselves, like, yeah, yeah, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to get the boys to make sure they're doing it as well. And of course, every individual was thinking this at the right at the same time. Yeah. So they were all giving it their all and trying to get others to give it their all, so that the, the whole room was pushing like mad. Even though they didn't realise it, they would just thought they were motivated to do good work. They were all excelling like really, really well. And the team bonded really well over this. Um, and they got the success eventually. It, it, came, it came around. And I think, like you just said, though, uh, one person, 10 and one person, the team evolves around you. Instantly, they are looking around them and saying, right, who can I pull with me? Who, who, can, I, who can I pick off this team that I can push forward and they can help me out and grow? And then, so the right back does that. Then the centre back does that. And the centre back does that with him. So then you've already got three people that are working together. Great. Then he, the left back's just been told by Alex that, oh yeah, you're the best. The team revolves around you. So then he's putting to the, the centre backs there, and then they all control forward, and it just works and exactly infects that. the team like COVID nineteen. Exactly that. It's it's um, oh, I was just about to say, what was it? It's infectious. It's basically a compounding effect, but of working. Yeah. That you you've done well here, you've done well here, and it's just growing and growing and growing. And they just there's mould. They exactly. just mould together, don't they? The becomes... way whatever he wants to be. They're molded into. Exactly. It becomes a, like an unstoppable force, which they which they did because they all worked fantastically. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back into trust because real quick, um, I was reading up and I learned there's three C's to trust. Um, that 
that help you grow this trust. And it's care, which is obviously what we've talked about. You've, you've given a personal level of care to each one of these members of your team. Um, you're showing on a personal level you're there for them, even if it's just something simple like going up to them and going, hey, dude, how was your weekend this weekend? And actually listening, that's like, people take that really well. That goes, that goes further than people think. If you actually, if it's from a genuine place. Yeah. If you're just going, hey, do you know what? Send it. I'm not really, I'm not listening to the answer. Yeah. That's when everyone just knows it's a bit fake, it's a bit plastic. It's not, it's not you're not, your heart's not there. Whereas if you're actually taking the time to care, individually, just one-to-one, it goes so, like, in our heads, it's not, we don't know it's doing it, but in our heads, we're not falling in love, but you're falling, but you're caring for that person back. Yeah. You're showing some affection. Um, the second C is competence. You obviously have to have a bit of competence um, to be a leader. Now, say for Alex Ferguson's example, he's not the fittest athlete in the world. He's never going to sure? Be... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon so. I, I, it's a bold claim. He might take offense to that if he's listening. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Um, he, he's not the fittest athlete in the world, and he's not the best footballer in the world. In fact, I, I don't know if he ever played football, did he? He must have done. They all yeah, do, they all play football, yeah. He never got to the same level as the likes of Ronaldo and Rooney and Rio Ferdinand, all those people. Um, and yet, the team respected him like mad because he had a competence in the way he worked. He was... Everything he did and said, it flowed. It worked well together. There was a reason behind it. He convinced them of the reason, the reasons why, which is so important as well. And they follow through. Because it's... Competence is important, but it's not necessarily the biggest factor. No, I agree. Um, whereas in our world, being mechanics, you, you almost want to look up someone with a good level of competence. Um, just because you need this guy you go to, you like a chief mechanic. You need to go to him for a bit of advice every now and then. Yeah. So you need a bit of competence. But it's not the most necessary no. component. He should, managers can still fall back to you and need your advice, need your guidance with certain aspects of like an area. You know, it's perfectly normal for it to go both ways. Um, so that's not the biggest factor, but it's still important that you have competence in general managing. Yeah. Um, and the final one is consistency. Just showing up every single day and being the same. Um, it's one of the most important things because that builds trust. Again, that builds um, a level of, I know he's going to be here. I know he's going to be there. I know he's not going to shout at me if he's doing this. I know he's not going to lose his rag. I'm, I, you just know. Yeah. There's none of this uncertainty like, what if, what if, what if. Solid, confident, no, we don't. Um, so yeah, care, competence, and consist- uh, competence and consistency are quite important. Um, so and that's just for trust. That's just building up trust. After that, have you um, you heard George Washington's like steps for leadership? I haven't. No. So he's got four steps for leadership. <clears throat> it's listen, learn, help, and then lead. Um, and it's quite a cool structure. So the listening part is just what we're talking about now. He's like getting them to care for him. Yeah. understanding what's going on, what's going wrong with the team, like what can I improve with this team? Um, the learn bit is, is ask for their advice. Find out what they need to, where they think they can improve. So if you're a new manager to a team, have you seen, I'm going to tangent a little bit here, have you seen Ted Lasso? So I, no. I don't know, someone told me about it and I don't know if I, I've not watched it, but I've, I've, I've was got it a film. Uh, it's like a series on Apple right. TV, I think. And it's, He's a football coach or a soccer coach if you're in America. And uh, he comes into this new team, a uh, Premier League team, and he's trying to coach them and basically do what Fergie did, you know, go right to the top. Um, and the first thing he did was just listen and learn. And what they all said to begin with is shower pressure, the pressure, water pressure in the shower is terrible. 
And it's like, okay, understood. And that's such a small thing that normally most people go, tough luck. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. You know, that's not going to make us perform better. But what it does is build trust. So the next day, he had the water pressure fixed in the showers. Um, and that suddenly, everyone perks up and goes, hang on a minute. He's just listened to us. He's acted on it. He's done something for us. And it's, again, it's just a little thing that goes a long way for us humans. It, it's satisfying for us to get that sort of thing. Done. So it's a 1% change. It's incremental. It's, yeah, what's it? The Kaizen, Kaizen philosophy? philosophy yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a little thing that makes a huge difference because now they've gained a level of trust with him. He's gained their uh, their trust. And it's just it's just a bond. And yeah. that's the most important thing about leadership, really, that, that bond. So, yeah, um, that's the help part of that little, uh, what was it? Listen, learn, help, and then lead. And after that, he can lead confidently and he knows he's got them on this side. And I haven't actually seen the series, so I don't know if he does well or not. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example I've, I heard of. <clears throat> Um, and but so if you don't have that trust level, I keep talking about trust a lot. Going on a, a little bit too long now. I'll, I'll wrap it up. Right, if you don't have that trust level. It goes in your head. You don't know if he's a friend or foe. If you don't have that care for each other, you don't know if he's friendly to you or if he's foe. It's, it's that natural evolutionary biology. Like, is he good for me or is he bad for me? Am I going to get in danger going with him, etc. Um, and that friend or foe basically stands for what is it? Fight or flight. Yeah. So, and, and that's, you don't need anyone fighting. That's, that's the worst thing. You need them fighting with you and you, you traveling together. Um, so that's just another thing. You, that's why you need the care. That's why you need the, the bond between people. Basically. I'm going to stop talking for a bit. You can... <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> I think you, you've just laid leadership out in a very, very simple way. And I think anyone, as in a, someone that's an apprentice or that's just a standard person you know, doing their job, that's not a leader, he's just a, a team player. And they have a, a superior, you know, their line manager or so on and so forth. And they're just there following along and um, following their lead. And someone there that's been there for 10 years, for instance, who, again, I'm going back to the story, but <clears throat> a new person that stepped up, for instance. and. If you're new to that role, because you're new and you, you haven't been there for very long, you kind of, you're open. You're, 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 you're a sponge. You're soaking it all up. He seems like a nice guy. Why is everyone being so negative towards him? Is it because they don't trust him? Is it because they think he's a bad leader? Is it because they're jealous of what he's become and how he's got the job? And in the day, it's your decision on, on how you, as you said, connect with that person. If you, if you connect with that leader in a, in a fantastic way and he respects you and trusts you and and you know you're consistent to him he's consistent to you he's got you the tools that you need to do your role a new laptop you know a, a better comfier chair a better tea and coffee and you've just asked for very very simple things and he's provided those with you then why is there he's not giving you any reason to not believe in him not trust no. in him whereas the other people they all they care about is they want his role they they don't want him to help you out they want you to be on their side because yes. they, you're on the same level as them. They, it's just another person. You're just another, another pea in their pod. You, they, they just want you to go, oh, come over here. It's nice and warm yeah. over here. Why, why, why would you want to be out by yourself in, in, in the cold and being this person that we don't like? We work with you every single day. He works with you once a week. You know, just, just come and follow us. And nine times out of ten, the people that don't have a backbone, the people that don't believe in themselves and their own roles and their own 
believes and, and, and job. They'll just go, oh, do you know what? The pod. Yeah, I'm just falling in. I'm just going to crawl over here because it's nice and warm and everyone moans and it's negative down here and because it's really it's easy. easy. To be negative yeah, here, yeah, let's just, let's just join in with these guys. Well, <clears throat> why, why, why not be positive? Why not? If someone's providing you with value and helping you out and listening to you, why are you not going to go with him? Why are you going to go with people that's being negative? And negativity is, again, it's like negativity in the workplace is so infectious because it carries with you in your home life. Because you get home and everyone's like, oh, so negative. And, and then you're negative towards your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, and someone. And it, it just makes the whole day a lot worse. But if your leader is positive and his people that are following him are positive, then your life is just 10 times easy to be followed by. And having an effective leader, as in effective, as in, as you said, making out those little steps for you to be better, that better coffee, that better tea, that better heat in the building, you're just going to follow him 10 times better, as you said. Definitely. Um, yeah, that, can, that environment you're talking about where you're, you're, the, out, <clears throat> you're the outlier um, and the peas are in the pot over there, they want you to come in, that can become quite toxic. And Real very detrimental well. to it. Yeah, very yeah. quick. It can really destroy destroy who you are as a person. Um, definitely. Um, have you heard the saying? There's sorry. There is a saying. Uh, you're not a leader until you've created a leader that's created a leader. I haven't heard that. No, it's so, very good. It is very good. Yeah. I think it carries a lot of weight. Um. It's essentially just, saying... Just read that again. So, you're not a leader until you've created a leader that has created a leader. Yeah, that's very good. So it's a <clears throat> very good. few steps down. Like a few, you can almost see it generationally, but essentially, in, in my head, what that's saying is managers should manage their way out of a job. But managers and leaders aren't necessarily there to do a role. They're not there to... I'm going to put it into, <clears throat> um, I don't know which way to put this really. Chief cleaner. Chief cleaner. Spot on. Okay, so you've got a chief cleaner. He's, he's in charge of six, seven little cleaners. I don't know. Non-chief yeah. cleaners. Cleaners. Cleaner. Yeah. That's a good word to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge of seven <clears throat> or eight cleaners. And it's not necessarily his job. They've gone into a building to go and clean it. It's not necessarily his job to do all the cleaning. Right. I know he's... Chief Keefe is in charge. He wants to, he needs to be seen to have competence at the job to clean it. But it's not necessarily his job. Personally, I feel like it's his role to create an environment where he's not needed to be there. Yeah. So essentially, if we were to take him out and take him to an important meeting, he had all these cleaners left in the building. Could they clean it up to the same, same standards as if he was there? And if it's a no, or if they get lost, or if they get confused, they have questions to ask. Personally, I don't think he's a very good leader. Because he's not, he's not put the processes in place. He's not put um, strategies or actions that the guys can follow and just learn competence. consistency, confidence <clears throat> in the in the people below him to be able to just do the job outright. So it goes back to that: you're not leading until you've created a leader. That's created a leader. His sh- his goal should be one to make sure his job's redundant, essentially, and two to make sure his people below him are good leaders themselves yeah. amongst each other. Um, and that's how a team moves and evolves and grows. Eddie Jones, you heard of him? England rugby coach. Absolute. Have you? 
Um, <clears throat> of course I have. He, he believes in a similar thing. So very, very experienced head coach of Australia, Japan, England. He's had great success, taking us to Six Nations and many times, and he's fantastic. He's um, also done um, a few social media podcasts as well. I think he's got his own podcast. Does he? Don't quote me on it. But yeah, I, I've, definitely, I've definitely heard of, of uh, him Eddie speaking. Jack. Yeah. Should we get him on? Is he listening to this one? He must be. They all, everyone is. Everyone, who's not? <laughs> so if you listen, Eddie, we'll give you a slide in the DMs. We'll get you we'll on. Give, the give you the bell. Yeah, yeah. Or you can just text us saying, yeah, that's mint what you said. We'll, or, sub, we'll sub you off the bench. <laughs> um, so he was saying, I think it was an interview with another podcaster. Or a podcaster went for breakfast and I was listening to this. Um, he was saying that he doesn't actually look at the player's performance on the pitch as such. He looks at other characteristics because when you go to a game how many people are watching doing the statistics of running yards throwing how many successful passes they've done, how many like rucks have they won how many like tries have they got he, yeah, yeah. people do that there's hundreds of people that do that yeah. you don't need to worry about that someone just print your piece of paper with every stat you need in right in front of you so he doesn't look at that um, he starts looking at their body language in warm-ups uh, how much they're listening to the coach during the warm-up. Um, and that might not be what you think, or how much they're watching the coach during the game. Um, those sorts of attributes. So the, the, body were, uh, the body language during the warm-up is, is he passionate? Is he enjoying it? Does he look like he's going to have a good time? Or is he excited for this game? Is he like just a positive energy? Yeah, yeah. If not, not interested. Because, well, I'm sure you know what it's like. Imagine just being around someone, everyone knows what it's like. Being around someone so negative, that you, you're radiating this bad energy, this grey light matter coming from you, and you're just like, yeah. oh, it's, it's sucking anyone. Just rain, that's all it is. is exactly, rain. it's got a cloud over his head. Yeah. And um, you don't want that on a team, you want to have a good positive attitude. So he looks for that sort of stuff. Um, now, the how much he depends on the coach during the game, I thought it was going the other way when he started talking about it. He goes, how much is he looking at the coach for cues and, 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 and help during the game? I was like, oh, surely he's going to be wanting quite a lot. He's going to want someone there, like, listening to every word. And he was completely opposite. He doesn't want that. He wants players out on the field that are going to be leaders. Yeah. They know what the job is. They've listened in training. They've done, they've absorbed it all. They've got it in there. They know what they're doing. They just need to play it out on pitch. So he looks for people that aren't looking at the coach and that aren't dropping their head when the game's not quite going their way. That's staying, that's basically mono mode, like one emotion just throughout the entire game, whether they're winning or losing. Yeah. They're just focused on the, 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 end result. the goal. Exactly. N- not necessarily the end result, but the, the goal of moving forward. Yeah. Defending well, moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Take that next step um, every single time. And that's what he's looking for. And, and that's where it comes from. It comes, he, he's looking for leaders to be leaders. Yeah. He's looking for people below him to become leaders to the people below them. Or not necessarily even the captain to be leader, but for players on the pitch to be leader. And that's, it's just, Awesome. It feeds down. It feeds it, down. Exactly, yeah. And then that way you've got, just like the football team, Max Ferguson, you've got that compound effect, that energy, where everyone's pushing to go further and further and further, that it's just it's an unstoppable force yeah. all over again. It all revolves around that. It's, it's true, because even in judo, so when I take a, a judo class, right, um, if I have younger people on the class and they're unsure of how I train or how I teach, <clears throat> I'll show them. So I'll go, oh, <clears throat> um, this say you do a forward roll, for instance. Do the forward roll. Then the next person, because they know they do it themselves. Now, if I know all the people that have been there a long period of time, right, we're going to do this, 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 this. So I don't have to say, I don't have to show them anything. I'll just go forward, back, this throw, that throw, um, 
I'll break falls. Uh, now do a hold down into this, into that. Just this is a warm one up. We're just before the, the class even started. And I'm mm. just calling out these techniques and this technique. And because they all want to be the best judoka they can be, they're just all stepping up one notch and one notch. And they're, they're now doing a better roll and a, a better throw, a better break fall. And this is just in the warm up. And then when it comes to training, exactly the same thing. So we're all, I'm all about drilling techniques. I'm very, very. Basically, I say if you, you have to do a technique 400 times before you can be happy that this is drilled into your head and you, and you kind of know how the technique works and if you can do it correctly. Understand it properly, get the, exactly. the muscle memory in it. Yeah, and how, and how the body works when it falls and how you can feel how the body works, how the body rolls and how it lands and what position it lands and where you need to put your arm, your leg and so and on and so forth. Can, yeah, yeah. And so nine times out of ten, you'll get a new kid and I'll do a throw once or twice. Like, oh, I've done it. I know I've done it now. And then they look around the class and they can see that every other person that's a yellow belt or above is just still doing that. Pummeling people into the mat, left, right, and center, blown out of their bums, just one after another, continuous bang, 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 over and over and over and drilling again. Because they're not worried about him, this little white belt on the corner, that he's not doing the throw. They're worried about being a better person. And what, what does he do? He doesn't stand there and watch. He goes, oh, oh, I better do the same thing. And because he sees them doing it, then he does it. And then it, it just, it, again, it's just gone up another level. Yeah. Now, a new, white, a new white belt comes in. Oh my God, these people are crazy. But I've got to do the same thing to keep up with them. And it just, it's just a continuous move. Once you've got a group of people, um, your workers and your leader at the top, and they can see that the leader has set a great atmosphere, it all flows through, as you said. He doesn't want to see people looking at the coach and relying on the coach. He wants to see the people that are being coached be their own coach, be their own leader, and, and grow. And that's, that's the way it works. That's how it's it very be. true. Very true. Because if you're not doing that, you're basically micromanaging. If yeah. you don't want them to be the leaders themselves, you are micromanaging and you are a control freak. And if you've got managers, there are managers, I've had managers like that, that need to have an input on every single little thing, and it doesn't work well. This is how you put your hand when you do this bolt up. Oh. No, that is not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. Spot on. It's mega. It's mega. I love leadership. All right. What about how would you react? Is a question for you now. How do you react for the people at home um, that are struggling with leadership, as in not a, a thing that they're not doing correctly, a thing that they're being sucked into? Maybe they've got a, a, a bad leader at work. Maybe they've got uh, someone that's very negative. Or maybe the leader's really good but the people that they're working with are really negative. How would you go about it? How would you keep them from being, how would you keep them positive? How would you keep them going? He's a leader, I've got to follow him. I've got to do what he says. If I don't do what I see, he says, I'm going to get shot. <laughs> how would you go about that? How would you do that? Like that stuff. Because, so, I'm, I had a bad leader, it was a few years ago, so I, I wasn't equipped with the same sort of knowledge I have now to be able to deal with it. But, uh, so I didn't deal with it very well. But so you got a bad lady. He's giving him a hard time. He's like you're not getting well in. Leader's not good. Well in the oh, the leader's good. But colleagues are bad. People uh, that are working with the ah, are very negative. So ah, so from a from a colleague's point. So I'm of a view. leader. With, I'm a you're good a leader, colleague. But, yeah, you're, you've got a good leader. Yeah. Ah, you're below him. Yeah. And all your colleagues are negative. Oh Christ! But you're the only one there that's fresh, green. And happy to be there. Oh, mate. <laughs> How would you deal with that? Is this the same situation at that? Uh, they've been there? No, I've just picked this one up my head. But, okay. Yeah. Mate. I would, so I would 
going off what we spoke about today, try and build trust with the negative group. Show that you care. Show that you show consistency. Yeah. Show some competence. And sort of, you're not going to be managing them, but just grow that trust. Because if you can grow their trust, you can sort of then start to manipulate, sounds bad, manipulate their way of thinking. Yeah. You can try and open their mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the goal, isn't it? Turn their mind, flip their mindset. Exactly. And I think the best way to do that is to get someone to trust you. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, I completely agree because it's very, very common that if, in my personal point of view anyway, that if one person out of that team, team, as as we know, is negative, then it brings the whole team down. Mm. But one by one, as you said, building relationships with people. You, yes, you might not have a leadership a leader that's very around a lot, but if you're building relationships with people in the workplace, and yeah, you're not their leader, they're, they're obviously they're above you, they've been there a long period of time, but you're just building little incremental relationships with people, and they trust you just a little bit more and a little bit more, as you said, 40 hours. And you've done the 40 hours, and you've got four people that now trust you to heaven and earth, and you've got that one person that doesn't. Even though you spent the time with him, he's just a negative person. Nine was out of ten because now the whole morale of the team has changed. He's just going to jump in the pod with them. Yep, because it's positive. You are now the pod. Yeah, exactly. Positive, positive. You've changed the pod from negative to positive, and now that when he comes in, it's just positive. That there is no, oh, I hate this place. This is terrible. I hate this guy. This is you know this is horrible, and you're actually doing your leader a favour. Because he's made those changes for you and you can see that you, he, he's got the new coffee for you, he's got the new tea for you and you respect him, then it, it just happens in that way. As you said, with that relationship, then the other people jump on board and it becomes easy for him. It's the herd mentality from our caveman days. Yeah. You, everyone wants to get along. So if the majority are doing this, the majority will follow, follow along. Exactly. Yeah. What about if you've got a bad leader, but all the people underneath him are good? That's when it's the hardest because I'm a firm believer of there's no such thing as a bad team. It's just bad leadership. Yeah. So if, you, if you're not getting somewhere, the team is not performing well or not hitting goals, etc. I don't Personally, I don't believe it's anything to do with the team. It's the leader. So hopefully, management can see that it's that. But if not, and he's like, set strong, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a team where one of the managers is the, the owner's son. So it's not, he's not going anywhere. Um, I don't know if I should have said that. Uh, and the team, he's just not a very good manager. He, he doesn't have any sort of, there's no care for the team. He's just there because he's there. He's like something to do. Um, so what would I do to, it's essentially the same thing. You're trying to build a level of trust with him. Um, and when, when, when you've got his trust, you start not manipulating, but. Molding. Molding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shaping Changing. him into someone that, yeah exactly and that's that's an even longer process but also if he's got a good if you've built a good level of trust he'll almost hand over the if he's he's chances are if he's not a good leader he's not enjoying his role or he's not happy somewhere so he might end up just giving you some more responsibilities yourself yeah giving you stuff that he doesn't want to do not interested in etc and you can take it and you you know what you know what he's doing wrong so you can do the right thing I guess that's the same thing it's the exact same I'd say yeah build that trust no matter whether it's a a person in the team that's negative on the same level as you or a leader above you that's negative that's not on the same level as you is completely different. No matter who portrays negativity or who portrays bad leadership, you've got the drive, the passion and the will to be there for a reason. You're there for a reason. You're there to do the job. You're there to have fun. You're there. To, you're, yeah. you're, you're, there. you're there. You're spending your time there for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but you, you obviously do know. So you're there for a reason. So 
you, you better make it positive and as simple mm. as that. If you, someone walks past you and their face is in the ground, saying hello to someone can change, change yeah. your mentality straight away. And that might not seem like being a leader, but actually it is. Just because that person's walking past you is not under in any way, shape or form instruction by you. That doesn't make you their leader. Right, that's correct. But you can cheer up someone's day and that's taking leadership on their day. That's fair. Yeah. You've, you've just, you've just, yeah. How are you right? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You know, you've actually just changed their mentality. In the back of their head, you've triggered a nice hormone. Yeah. yeah. And every time they see you, every time you see that person now, oh, you're right. How are you doing? Do you want to go for a coffee? Oh, how are you doing? Do you you need help? Are you okay? And you've just taken someone that's walking past you in the workplace under your wing, and now they will do. Now they're in your corner. And they'll do stuff for you. Mm. And then that, oh, he's a really nice person. And then the people that they talk about will come speak to you. And you've just grown another another relationship. Oh, he's a nice guy. Let's go and have a chat with him. We're going for coffee with him. Now you've got from one to two to three to four to five. And you're not even in a managed role, but mm. you've got people that are there willing to help you out. Trusting you. It's like the compounding effect in it of one of leadership. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even so. though you're not a leader, you can become a leader. Just because you haven't got a leadership title mm. doesn't make you not a leader. You can be, a na- you can be going back to the beginning, the natural leader everyone looks to, even though you're not the leader. The, by title, you're not the leader. But yeah. by uh, the way you're perceived in your peer group, you are the leader. Yeah. yeah interesting. Uh, have you got anything else to add? No, I'm good. No. I just I just want to talk about um, trust in your leader as well. Just real quick, as you said about trust and worked on trust. No matter whether they're in the right or in the wrong, if they want you to do something a certain way, and and it's not maybe something that you don't believe is the right way, they're your leader. So what do you do? Do you follow it or do you not follow it? Maybe you know. For instance, 99%, because no one's really 100% on something. 99% you know that it's not going to work. You've done it before and it hasn't worked. You're 99% sure it's not going to work? It's not going to work. Okay. But the leader tells you to do it. Or do you say, no, it's not going to work? Or do you say, yeah, I'm going to do it? So this is where the relationship between you and If there's a trust level there and there's a, like, the relationship between you, is, and, and his mindset is quite important here. Because if you, t- if you go up to him and go, Boss, that ain't going to work. And he loses his rag. He goes, what? You don't tell me what to do. That's it. You know he's not a very good leader. Yeah. But if he does do that, I'll, so I'll just do it. Because if you know it's going to affect like he said to do it, so yeah. screw you, boss. I'm going to do it. Whereas if you have a good relationship, I feel like that's where he's going to go, oh, really? Why is that? This is where the to and fro comes from. The, the like Where his trust for you counts. Three because, C's come into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like He's going to go, oh, okay, you know it's not going to work. You've done it past mint. Let's find another way of doing it. Or what would you do instead? That would be the two, that's the two different leaders I can see in my head. The one takes it personally, takes it to heart, got the wrong mindset and will bite your head off and make you do it the, the wrong way. Or you've got the good leader that would ask for your advice. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Before? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, that, I, I would, yeah, I'm right in saying that I'd be on the same as you. If you've built a relationship with that person and the trust is there, then, and if you don't believe if something is right, then you can say, you have to be able to say, yeah. yeah uh, you know, I don't think this is right. And, yeah. and if they're a good leader, that will go, you know, why do you not think it's right? Have you done it before? You know, what, what, how did you do it? And so on and so forth. They're there to solve a problem. Mm. If you just do it and then break it, then kind of makes you look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though they've said do it and you haven't, you haven't questioned it, you said, I've done it before and, it, and, it's, and it's broken it and you've just gone and done it even though you know you're going to break it. 
and you just do it anyway. That's kind of on your part, on your yeah. part of saying, "Ah, oh, you you've just done it." Yeah. Maybe maybe you know take your time and just go. It doesn't work, boss. What do you think about this? Yeah, yeah. Done or, it before, mate. Yeah, or, or maybe just do another route rather than yeah. saying they they've gone. Ah, oh, hit hammer with another hammer. You say, "Well, can I just not use a bigger hammer?" Yeah, yeah. Did you just go? Just say, oh, "What do you think if I can use a big hammer?" That's a great. So that's a bit of um that book I read like make it seem like it was their idea. Yeah. So that's a great way to help manipulate. But I just want to go on to real quick. Sorry, um, how those two different managers dealt with that. So you got one that lost his crap and told you to do it anyway, and the other, like that was clearly he's not in control of his emotion, and that is also a huge leadership uh, failure in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. Um, you need to be well in check of your emotions, yeah. or or even just have a consistent emotion. I've got this new manager at the minute, and it's really weird. He's got just a flat tone. Monotone. When he's happy, he's the exact same as when he's sad or upset. Or I don't really know what emotions he's feeling at any one time. But it gives you, a, it's sort of a calm. It's definitely a calm. It's a good positive vibe. Um, and you just know what you're going to get. It's that consistency. It comes back to consistency, that trust. You sort of know what he's going to be like. And you're not worried about anything else apart from what you're actually doing at the time. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. Yeah, maybe. The emotion, if your emotional intelligence is quite important. Yeah, it is very important. Um, mega, that was a mega episode. I really enjoyed that. And like you said, leadership is such a deep, dark hole that is so continuous and you can talk about it for days and days. Mm. Um, and it's such a great topic. So we hope you will enjoy that one. Uh, like you said, if, you, if you've got any problems with being a leader, with some things that you're struggling with, if you want advice on how to become a better leader, if you want advice on how to mold your team or, or anything that you, you know, just, just send us a message and we'll, uh, we'll help because, you know, we've been in positions where we needed to mold people to join our pod and make them a better person. And we can speak from experience where yes, we've done that. And yes, it's worked and the workplace become 10 times better. So do make sure you, uh, get in contact with us. If you haven't already go over to our Instagram channel, uh, finding finding success. All the links will be below. Um, I won't I won't bore you too much of that. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been amazing. Uh, take care, guys. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next week. Success is available for everyone. So why should you sell for less?